Welcome. Welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast. Hi, I'm Gary Matson, Matson Financial Services. With me is Gerald Green today, and of course Jennifer Perry. JP, always good to have you. <laughs> good Thank morning. You. And if you haven't heard us before, shame on you because we have a lot of fun. Oh yeah, you know, sometimes I, too much fun. We have to wonder if it's illegal or not. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, in that vein, we know that your support of a team out there is illegal because you're just so overboard about that. And sometimes I find that with clients. I don't know about you, Gerald. We've had a couple conversations about it with clients is that they fall in love with a stock or they say my mom and dad gave this to me my grandma and grandpa passed it down and this is the best thing ever they said never sell it and you look at it and you're going no offense this dog was a good dog at one time mm -hmm. like a greyhound but now that dog's got fleas mm -hmm. so gerald's a u of m fan if you haven't <laughs> heard that before lead maize and blue and it's not that he's a u of m fan but he kind of goes overboard a little bit anytime that MSU Spartans play anybody, he votes for them to lose. That's not entirely true. Oh, now he's <laughs> backing off of it. It's exposed to light, see? So that just kind of tells you who Gerald is. Well, <laughs> but you bring up a good point. We have a sports bias, certainly, with our teams, guys, but it is possible to get too hooked on a particular stock or a particular thing and ride it out too long. I think that's what a lot of people experience with things. Even like Bitcoin today, I know some big believers in that, but you look at how that's fared this year and you're thinking, okay, you know, again, sometimes it's okay to take some of the winnings off the table, isn't it? So many times we tell people, you know, when you hit something that's in peak, that doesn't mean you just want to get out of it. But look at it from my standpoint is that if I'm at the casino, and again, Bitcoin is casino gambling, mm -hmm. I mean, investing, if you want to call it that, but when my money doubles, I am nothing but a fool. I mean this sincerely, lovingly. I am nothing but a fool if I don't take my winnings off the table for another opportunity to buy in at a later time. Now, what I mean by that is that when the market's up, you want to sell. When the market's down, we want to buy. That's the fundamentals of investing. So when the first time in a long time, Bitcoin's gone below 30000 this last week, did you buy or were you selling because I got to get out? Mm -hmm. And that type of investment we call the wild, wild west, you're in it for the long haul, and anytime that baby doubles, if you're not taking out going back down to your original principal, that's always what you want to do because you're playing with the house money. Right. Yeah. That's everyone's goal of retirement. You want to live off the growth of your investments. You never want to have to take money out when it's down. Mm -hmm. But if you're not harvesting those gains when they're there, then eventually what will happen is it's going to go down. Then you're going to take your retirement income out of it. And now you're taking from the principal. You want to eat from the growth, eat from the garden, the fruits that it provides, not the seeds. The fats of the land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. exactly. And, and by doing that, you'll never be in a position to run out of money. Now, these principles we all know, but the trouble is that 78% of Americans do it the wrong way. Hmm. They're going to get in at the wrong time and they're going to sell when it goes down and they always feel like they're in a bad position getting hurt. And that's going to be the truth because you're doing it the wrong way. And uh, today here on this show, guys, we want to focus on those fundamentals of investing, help you get back to an emotional stability point with your investments, because this market is getting a little choppy right now. We've seen that just over the past couple of weeks. And when the Fed speaks, you know, Wall Street listens. And it's these words that sparked the worst sell off on Wall Street since last fall. With regard to interest rates, we continue to expect that it will be appropriate to maintain the current zero to one quarter percent target range for the federal funds rate until labor market conditions have reached levels consistent with the committee's assessment of maximum employment and inflation has risen to two percent and is on track to moderately exceed two percent for some time. 
As is evident in the SEP, many participants forecast that these favorable economic conditions will be met somewhat sooner than previously projected. Now, he said a lot there, but Fed Chief Jerome Powell signaled that interest rate hikes could come in 2023. There was another Fed official who came out saying it could be as soon as next year, and that sparked last week's sell-off. We rebounded somewhat this week, guys, but can you break down for our listeners, maybe in plain English for us here, what this really means for them? Absolutely, Gerald. Go ahead. But I'm saying, like, I didn't even follow that. <laughs> right? that <was> like, <laughs> that's like a politician talking there. Yes. Well, from my perspective, the biggest concern is that employment rate or the unemployment rate is if we can't figure out the labor market, then employers are going to have to pay more to attract people back into the workforce. The problem with that is as you pay more, that's going to trigger price increases. Because they're going to pass that through. Right. They're going to pass that through to the consumer, which now takes the inflation piece from transitory to sticky. You can't say, well, I'll pay you this much for a year, then I'm going to reduce your pay. No one's going to stick around for that. So it's figuring out the labor piece of it and not having it induce those higher wage costs, which are going to get passed on to the consumer. And if that happens, inflation takes higher. So that means the Fed is going to have to raise interest rates to try and keep things normalized sooner than they planned. And when it happens when you get higher interest rates, a few things are going to happen is that, first off, when you have higher interest rates, that's going to really slow down the housing market. You're going to see people refinancing or buying new homes. That's going to slow down. Now, that could be good from the standpoint of a buyer, not so good for the seller. Mm -hmm then also people aren't going to be building new homes either. Why? Because it's going to cost you more. So those things will also slow down, which means then we have a slowdown in the economy. You know, housing's an indicator of that, costing more to buy cars or new appliances. Wouldn't that be nice to get some of those? <laughs> um, and so what happens is that you start having what we call hyperinflation, where you're seeing gas prices go from, you know, quite frankly, we saw below a dollar at one time, now to $4. I mean, that's a three, four hundred percent increase, and you can't sustain paying that for long term unless you get new wages. And especially when you're in retirement, this gets it really, really bad because you're no longer working. Your money has to either take on more risk to keep up with it, or you have to do things in your portfolio that you're not going to like, and that's using principal. Yep. At Matson Financial Services, we understand inflation. We understand what investments produce well in inflationary times. And that's why we always talk to our clients. In fact, this last week, a couple came in and they said, you know, Gary, we've only been you know retired for nine months. We had a lot more money come out than we anticipated. And I said, yep, but here we are. We still ahead of the game. We didn't touch principal like we thought we were going to do initially. We've made enough money. And they said, oh, great. And I said, why is that? Because we found out we want to go on vacation with a family in Colorado. <laughs> and I'm going, what? And he says, yeah, the kid that never wants to go all of a sudden wants to go, and we want to because he's the first time he's ever asked. We can say, yes, can't we? Yes, you can. July, they're going off into Colorado because of us having the foresight that when the markets went up last year and we made great returns, we took the winnings off the table, moved into an area where we're getting reasonable return, and still allowing the workhorse to work and having those dollars set aside for uses, either future income or flexibility like we're doing with that client. So you have to have a plan in place that says how you're going to react to the market. If all you've got is stocks and bonds and they both go down and you don't like that, guess what you got to do? You got to change that. How do you change it? You need to sit down with somebody that understands fundamentals of investing and diversification and show you longevity-wise how to keep you out of trouble. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. 
I don't know about you guys, but nothing feels more wholesome and American than a kid with a lemonade stand during the summer. So my neighbor's son actually does this every single year. So I went and asked him how he decides to price out each cup. Here's what he told me. If you do like scent, some people won't want to make change, so they won't do it. So like we would charge a dollar so they don't have to make any change. Half of it we save so we can next time have money to buy cups and lemonade. Today I made around $50 after I took out the supply cost and I was there for three hours. I think we have a future Gary Matson right oh, there. I, I, I like made that $50 running a lemonade stand. <laughs> location, location, exactly, location. I was yes. on an island. I had <laughs> bikers coming by and I had a captive audience. I still, I think a good day for me was like 10 bucks. <laughs> maybe you should have shaved that day. Maybe that, well, maybe that <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> that's <laughs> inflation. Yeah. Oh. have done something. But this is $50. why I asked him. I said, I said, why are you charging a dollar a cup? Don't you think that's a little bit high? And his explanation made perfect sense though. He's like, no, people don't want to get change so that's yeah. entrepreneurial wow. right there right? recently we had children in our neighborhood the parents had a, a garage sale and the kids were out there with the lemonade stand and this was when covid was kind of still kicking in there mm-hmm. and i'm like okay i'd like a glass of lemonade but so i went up to him and i says here and i says i want 10 glasses and they kind of looked at me and i threw a 10 dollar bill in there i says but i'm going to pick it up next year oh <laughs> they kind of looked at me like okay <laughs> and they were the one ran off towards mom and dad which i happen to know them they said well, What's this mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I think we could learn lessons from, you know, a young boy like this. Maybe some of us can remember our own little lemonade stands that we had growing up. This is the really cool part about what you do, though, as money mentors. Oftentimes, you're helping parents, grandparents pass these kinds of lessons on to their kids and their grandkids. Let's face it. As a parent, I would fall in that category that the two things we don't want to talk to our kids about is money and sex. And what's the two things that give people the most trouble? Money and sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to let the one go your way and we can have a conversation <laughs> about that. But sitting down with your kids and understanding where they're at financially and helping them through this education process, I don't care if you're a grandparent or a parent, this is what you want to do. And we've got great suggestions. You're saying, I want to teach my kids how to save. I want to teach my kids how to work and understand all that. We have processes and we'll happily do that with you. But the other thing you really want to do, and I said it before, is if you really want to understand your kid's attitude towards money, play Monopoly with them. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. See what their philosophy is when it comes to money and how they're going to buy things. Are they going to mortgage everything and try to put one house up? <laughs> or are they going to buy just utilities and, and railroads because they're safe like my wife? <laughs> you know, those are the things that you really want to understand. And then you can help them see their perspective. And now you can have a conversation about money. Right. It's just building that awareness. My oldest daughter just got her first part-time job. She's a senior in high school. Well, will be a senior this year. And I, you know, she knows what I do for a living. We talk about it and, you know, she's interested in doing this line of work, but I've had conversations with her about it's never too early to save for money. You have to put your, your future goals and dreams in your hands. No one else is going to do it for you. So in order to help get her ready eventually for, you know, her, whatever her career is going to be, I said, every dollar you put into a Roth that you're making now, I will match that for you. So mm. now she's working out what she did as well. How much can I save and still do, you know, put gas in my car and go out with friends? So she kind of came up with a number in her own head based off her average paycheck, what she's going to put into a Roth, knowing that that's a dollar for dollar match. She's making money on the front end. 100%. So yep. you did two things. You educated and you gave incentives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And exactly what you want to do with your kids is give them incentives. Telling them they're wrong and doing something, and the answer is no because I said so, 
I don't know about you when you were a kid, but when I heard that when I was a kid, I'm going like, well, I'm not going to answer that. Now again. I really want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those lessons do not work. But if you want more financial lessons, again, use us as a resource here on Money Mentors. You can always check out matsonfinancial.com for more resources there or schedule that conversation as a family, too, at 800-536-8907. Weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.